We played the night before we played in Gothenburg and we wanted to stay and uh, hang out and party. So we decided to fly in the very next day and I think there were some delays or something with, with uh, one of the planes or uh, something like that. But then all of our luggage was, was missing so we had to play in the, in the clothes that we flew in. So that was kind of a uh, different thing. Other than that, it was, just, it was great to get there and uh, just basically go up on stage and play. Because usually on a festival it's a lot of sitting around and a lot of you know, time not so well spent. So this was good. I think uh, the major difference is that we spent more time writing this album. Uh, since we have our own studio, IF Studios, now in Gothenburg. Uh, we could elaborate more with the song structures and the arrangements and pre-producing and I think that's the major difference uh, if you compare to the previous albums. Yeah, that's a different song definitely, but this is the first time that we could record <laughs> more songs that, than, than we fit on the album because we didn't have the time pressure. And uh, that song was started out as an experiment, I think, because we had so much time. Um, and it grew, grew to this great song, and we couldn't really leave it outside the album. It was recorded like bits and pieces. Uh, when I recorded my first part for it, uh, the rest of the song wasn't even finished. So I just went in and I did like some, I think it was the... the I should say, not the chorus, but when the song kind of explodes, that's the first part that I recorded. That's that all. That's all that was then. And then we went back and we did some other stuff, and uh, some some you know, guitars were added and some vocals were added, and so it kind of uh, we wrote it while we recorded it, sort of. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe tonight. Maybe <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> oh. Um, well, the guy Alex Pardee, I think his name is, who did it. Uh, he was talking a lot together with Anders. Uh, Anders de described his lyrics to him, you know, the individual lyrics throughout each each song and throughout the whole record. And uh, 
then he made his own uh, interpretation you know, uh, visual wise I guess and every song has a different meaning obviously and um, he just wanted to show how he thought that you know he would uh, if it was his feelings how he would show it up show it up I don't know. For me, it's too early to say. I mean, the album was released in uh, in April, I think, and uh, when we play these songs live, they still feel kind of fresh. So it's really hard. I mean, it's different from day to day, basically. But I really like the chosen pessimist because it's so different to play live. Usually, it's like full on all the time, but this is more dynamic and it grows, and uh, it's a new new experience. Yeah, it's really different. It's. Uh, not something you expect from from your players to do, I guess, and uh, which is why I think it's so so powerful to play. We have been recorded for uh, for many years now, or for a few years at least. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, footage backstage, stage-wise, and uh, there are plans to do something, but nothing in the immediate future. Maybe not the two first ones. Like I think they are kind of hard to find. But uh, I mean, at least if I find if I find a band that I really enjoy, of course I go back in their in the history and check out their old albums. So I think some of the new fans definitely picks up some of the older stuff. But I um, mean, we can see the reactions when we play live. Most of the people have the albums from the root and so on. Like Daniel said, when you discover a new band, if you, if you come in with uh, a sense of purpose and that's the first record you heard in the place, and then you find out that there's eight records before that, you know, you go back and you know you might like some and you might dislike some, or whatever. But it's there and uh, it's for everybody to appreciate. Uh, obviously, these days the music is uh, a little bit wider than it was then, so maybe it's easier to you know take it step by step. step backwards, uh, I don't know, um, it's music. I mean, if you compare Sense of Purpose with Luna Strain, then you get confused. But if, if you start to listen to the albums uh, chronologically, you can definitely see the red line. I mean, we've always been melodic, and we still are, in different ways though. But As I mean, 
every record these days has a different uh, <coughs> description of, of you know what what type of music it is. And I mean, it's really hard. I mean, we we used to be called melodic death metal, and now you say we call this. And I mean, it's music. It's it's heavy metal, and uh, I, it's very hard to categorize. Yes, it's good or bad music. Definition. Yeah, that's that's it's the only way to look at it. I think there's so many genres and subgenres and stuff like that. It's, if you go into a music shop and they have all everything divided like that, then you have to search for one intense record here and one there according to them. So I don't know. I don't know. Really. you want to do, not uh, caring about what is true and false and stuff like that, you just do what you want to do and that's that's only the right thing to do, nobody can tell you what's wrong or what's right. There's so many good memories, so it's really hard, hard to pick one. Uh, one highlight is definitely where we opened up for Iron Maiden in our hometown, yeah. 2006, I think it was. Something like that. Yeah. And the biggest football stadium, where we went to see football games and stuff like that, and other really big bands. So that, that was a really big thing. Wacken 2007, when we headlined that one, was a really cool experience as well. The worst, I don't know. You kind of, you, you, don't, you don't remember the worst stuff. You always remember the good stuff. Of course, we were kind of lucky with uh, not having too much problems. Usually, I mean, it's technical problems that fuck up the show. I mean, we, we know the songs pretty well by now. Uh, but we've been pretty lucky with that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. There are some memories here and there that's not worth really digging in the past. And it's <coughs> nothing uh, horrible as that happens. Like I said, some technical stuff here and there. Yeah, if, if people do this, you know, uh, out of their free will, which they hopefully do, I think it's it's the biggest compliment you can get, you know, and uh, I'm really grateful to all these people who do this, and uh, I think it's it's really cool that we can inspire so people so much that they actually go and do this. I think it's mm -hmm. awesome. I have to say, I mean, I don't want to choose one, but there was this one guy in Canada this year, this uh, April or March, who did like his entire oh, leg yeah. from like from here up to here, with you know different album covers and uh, stuff like that. And I was like, I'm not encouraging anybody else to do that now. <laughs> yes, to say that, but that was really really cool, and it was really well done. So he came to one show, and then he wanted us all to sign it, and then he came to like two weeks later again. Gotten that you know tattooed as well, kind of like uh, shaded in into this whole thing, and it was amazing. It looked really, really good. Um, I started out listening to extreme death metal scene, so I kind of taken the other way around. Usually, you start with the, the classic metal things, but I started to listen to the Florida scene and bands like that. And I'm start, starting to uh, enjoy the classic bands now when I got older. So. 
and I'm the other way around. I uh, started with, uh, I think my first metal band was Twisted Sister, and, you know, Kiss, Def Leppard, Iron Maiden, and then I got into the heavier stuff. But I, I basically I listened a little bit to it, and then I went over to <coughs> listen to Yes and Dream Theater and Rush and stuff like that. And when I got older, I started listening to the heavier stuff. <laughs> I always get this question and I don't really have an answer for it because I, I'm i not so interested in drumming. I mean, I'm a drummer myself, but I will always be listening to the whole package, the whole music. I mean, if the drummer is really good, but uh, the rest of the music sucks, then I don't really care. So I'm listening to bands. I, I don't really have any idols as drummers, really. Yeah, that's the same here. I mean, after after a while, when you got that question, you start thinking about you know who's who's a great bass player. And uh, I have some people that I really like how they play, but I didn't idolize anybody as I grew up. You know, um, so I mean, there are, there are many good bass players. One is uh, Mike Pocaro from Toto, um, for instance. Vive la France! Mais c'est pas cool!